It's tough being an actress, even harder being a J-pop idol, but what's real and what isn't? We're going to find out, because this week we are talking about the anime psychological thriller classic, Perfect Blue, this week on Shonen and Suds. (gasps) We're back! We're back! How are you, bud? Oh man, I'm great, Chris. We are back with some oh. some good anime. We have we've righted the wrong of last week, and we are here to talk about the yes. good stuff again. You know, absolutely. And man, Cody, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Like, and it, it's so weird. We were talking when we, when we um, you know, obviously the couple that last couple of weeks when we knew we were going to be watching this, um, when we kept saying it came out in 1999, I'm like. Man, I feel like this movie's older than that, but maybe I'm Cody. I'm just old. I'm just old. Like, because when I say it's 2022, when I, you know, probably some of our listeners weren't even born when this movie came out, and I and I was a grown ass man. <laughs> so, like, I, th- I think I'm just getting old, and I'm forgetting things. That's all right, Chris. You know, it it happens to the best of us. I was, I believe, like four, five, six, somewhere on that. Age oh my god! When this came out so. Uh... Because uh, oh, man, if we're going by like the Japanese release date, and not this like fan- festival release date, it came out actually on uh-huh. my on my fifth birthday, February twenty eighth, nineteen. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that is February of ninety eight. Where was I, Cody? I was in, I was in tenth grade in ninety eight, February of ninety eight. Because just in the sophomore slump. <laughs> That's right. Because 98-99 was my junior year, 99-2000. Well, I graduated in 2000. So, yes, this would put me in 10th grade when this movie came out in Japan. But I don't think we saw it in America until, like, the early 2000s. And I was I was growing up because I remember renting this. Okay, good. Before we get off on this tangent, um, um, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. Just go for um, it. <laughs> so, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I rented it from there was like there was a movie theater where i lived that showed like anime movies but it was attached to also a video store um called the narrow expanded cinema in norfolk virginia um and they had this for rent on vhs and i remember me and one of my friends who uh, i used to watch anime with when you know like in my early 20s late teens early 20s we rented a bunch of anime movies and this was one of them got the old fucking suitcase of uh fucking natty ice and then the old papa john's carry out special and I remember watching this movie and just being fucking blown away. And I was like, it doesn't get like, this is it. This, this is what anime is supposed to be. Um, but I was also hammered ass drunk the first time I watched this. But, um, you know, that's how it goes here on Shonen and Suds, Cody. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love the, the, the case of Natty Ice and the carry out Papa John's, Chris, that you're... You're you're speaking my language with all that stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. That was back when like a carry out Papa John's or even like Chinellos or whatever. It was like four ninety nine for a large carry out pepperoni, and a fucking suitcase of natty was like seven bucks. Yeah, Chris. Ironically, right up the street from me, the liquor store I I usually go to um oh, wow. for the podcast. There's a Papa John's right next door, so I I've made the trek between those two. You know, a multitude Dude, it, of times. It's the best. <laughs> It's the best. You just get the fucking hot, the old hot pie, hey, and then you get yourself a fucking six pack of rot gut or a couple of tall boys, and that's the night, dude. The night is done. 
Yeah, unfortunately, the carryout has you know it's it's eight bucks for a, a carryout large, but you know it's still <laughs> you know Papa Thanks, John. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it's still it's still a a quality slice, you know. Um, yeah, dude, absolutely. You will give yourself a little slice of shakaroni. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but you know, Chris, before we get too far ahead of ourselves and go on too many uh, rants and raves of past times, I am Cody Snodgrass. Yes. <laughs> And I am Chris Adams, and welcome to Shonen and Suds, the podcast where we bitch and moan about anime, all by while washing it down with delicious ice cold adult Kool Aids. Mm. Now, Chris, speaking of adult Kool Aids, we're gonna we're gonna put some, we're gonna put the cart before the horse here, Chris, because I can't wait. I, I got a new drink here, and I can't wait to try it. Oh, well, then, fuck, Cody, what's drinking? <laughs> All right, Chris. We got a that was a good crack. Um, Chris, that we was. have a, we have a new limited edition Bud Light Seltzer Party Pack. And, oh my! Uh, Talk to me. Talk to me. Hold on. Let me let me roll my chair over here so I know all the flavors in this damn thing. Um, all right. I need the tail of the tape. All right, Chris. I have the Bud Light. I'm just gonna read off the box here. Hold on. Let me. All right. We have the Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack. Whoa! Hold on. Yeah. So they're all like. Apple varieties like Granny Smith, Pink Lady. Yeah, we got well, talk to me. We got cranberry apple or cran apple, if you okay. will. Okay. Uh, crisp apple, which looks just like a green mm-hmm. apple. Uh, strawberry okay. apple. Oh shit! And peach mango apple. Oh fuck! Is that the one you let off with? No, I, I Chris, I, I went with the old Russian roulette style. I opened one side of the box and I just mm, took classic. What I get. Um, and I'm actually glad I got just the. The crisp apple, which just seems to be okay. a green apple. Let me get a swig of this, and then I'll tell you how it oh, is. Oh, by all means, tell me, tell me, because I, I, you know, it's always good to baseline with just whatever the original flavor is, right? Yeah, I was actually hoping for that, and this is damn good. Oh, oh baby, is it still the same stats? Hundred calories, five percent alcohol. Oh, Chris, we are. <laughs> that's right, you know it. Bud Light Seltzer doesn't mess around. Oh, yeah. Hundred calories, five percent. Keeping us, hell yeah! Keeping us in our beach bods, you know, we're ready to hit, you know, whatever weather hits Missouri these days. Uh, you know, like I, I leave work today and it's cold outside, and now it's seventy-seven and sunny. So, same, dude. That it was cold this morning, and now it's seventy-seven and sunny here in Old Richmond, Virginia. It doesn't make any sense. Wild. It doesn't make any sense. Like, nope, none of it. Um, but what does make sense is this seltzer, Chris. This is damn good. It doesn't taste like mm. TV static. It's just sweet enough to where it's. I would say it's on par. Now, maybe I'm speaking crazy because it's recency bias, but this is on par with like some of the lemonades and the teas uh, that we've oh, had wow. in the past. Like this is okay. good. It's a little sweet, you know. It's a little tart. So if you're not a sweet, sure, don't got a sweet tooth. Um, yeah, if you're not an apple person or like an apple cider, whatever kind of person, I would imagine you probably won't like it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think this fits the the fall just just perfectly. Mm. Um, Primo. I, I have no complaints here, Chris, but that's what I'm having today. I am having a Bud Light Seltzer Crisp Apple Apple Slices Seltzer. I don't know what to call this thing. Well, it sounds delicious, yeah. and I am jealous. That's good. That's good. What about you, Chris? What are you having? <laughs> you know, I'm keeping it simple this week. You know, you can't watch a timeless, you know, you can't watch a classy 
timeless psychological thriller like Perfect Blue without a, without something fancy yourself. So, Cody, I am enjoying the champagne of beers this week. A Miller High Life. I know that is that'll get you drug out into the streets and shot in your neck of the woods. <laughs> but um, but you know. I just was like, I need, a, I need a six pack on, on the quick. And uh, Miller High Life was the first thing I saw when I turned the corner on the beer aisle. It was either that or the Bud Light Clamato, and we just were like, "How about fuck that? <laughs> that, that?" So I grabbed the. I'm glad you chose that over the Bud Light Clamato. Yes, yeah. So I grabbed a sixer of the uh, Miller High Life. It's like a six pack of Miller High Life. While it's not the best beer in the world, it's definitely it's like it's worth like the six bucks that it cost. So it's like, like this is the true like dollar a beer that it's worth. You're paying the right price for Miller high life. And I don't know. Like I like it. It's not my, it's not the best, but I like it. And that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a it's dollar per beer. It's the money back guarantee. You get what you pay for. You that's know? what I'm saying. And I, I've never walked into someone's house and they like, Oh, grab yourself a beer. And you open up the, the cooler or the fridge and there's high life. And I've never gone. Oh, my life i'm just like cool i'll have a couple yeah now now if you're like a cardinals game or a blues game you, you can't do that but you know behind closed doors where it's safe you, know, you, can, you, you can crack a you can crack a miller in this in or, my neighborhood crying eyes aren't watching yeah exactly <laughs> um, fair enough yeah, I love that. Well, we've got the drinks out of the way there, Cody. I'm jealous. You'll have to definitely keep me in the loop on those. And next time I go to the store, I'll see if that Apple Pack, you know, it could have been uh, at this because I went to Walmart today. That's typical. Our, the Walmart where we live has a pretty insane beer selection, uh, all things, um, you know, all things considered. Um, I just never went that far down the aisle. Like, I literally turned the corner, saw Bud Light Clamato. Miller High Life in all of its forms and like tall boys, six packs, 12 packs, cases. And I was like, I'm just going to grab this six pack and I'm just going to shoot down the next aisle. So they, it could have been there, Cody, for all I know. It could have been sitting there waiting for me to pick it up. And I just never made it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, Chris. You want to get in and out of Walmart quick, right? You don't want. Oh, that's what it was. This morning, it was like, I just want to get this shit and go home. Because, Cody, I told you um, before we started recording that I, um, you, know, me, you know, me and my wife had come back from vacation and like, the next day, she started feeling sick. And then, in classic form, like, later on that night, I started feeling like shit. This was, like, after we had recorded the podcast. She was already feeling like shit. I started feeling like shit maybe a couple hours after we finished recording. Um, so, we're like, man, you know, she had to go to work today. I was like, we should probably take a COVID. And I had to, like, I had to go in the office, you know, when I on one of my days back, you know, this past week. So... I was like, we should probably take COVID tests just to make sure. And sure as shit, she tests positive for COVID. I tested negative, um, but I still felt like shit. It's weird. We have the same symptoms. But um, <clears throat> um, but I said all that to say this. We had gone. I had gone to Walmart. I went to the store like Friday morning. I had like a fever. Cody, I don't remember going to the store. I uh, like last week. I do not remember leaving the house. I couldn't tell you what I bought. I, I'm just glad that I was, I realized my car was back and my wallet and everything was in my pocket. Um, I guess I bought like a bunch of soup and like a block of cheese. I mean, you, you covered the bare essentials right there with the, <laughs> with the yeah, soup and like the cheese, I, but yeah. yeah, that's weird. I've like, never, I mean, I've had like, COVID and fevers and things in the past, but never, 
Nothing like that. This that whole might- past week, this whole past week, I'd open up the fridge or open up the cabinet and be like, when the fuck did I buy this? Or like, when did we have this? Did we have this before we left on vacation? Like, every time I pull something out of the cabinet, I have to play this game where it's like, had this been in here? Like, I'm checking the expiration date and shit like that. And it's like, oh, I must have bought this at the store trip that I don't remember. Well, hopefully the uh, the Miller High Life will get you back on track, you know. Uh- <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. That's why I always pull out, too, so I can cheers myself. <laughs> yeah, I hate, hate, hate to see that, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are feeling better. Um, hopefully she gets better. Uh, obviously, you guys Absolutely. Have- it, it's it sucks, you know the the world we live in now, Chris. You go out and you have a good time, and then it's like, oh, don't forget COVID's still around. That's right. Yeah, don't forget you can't really uh, you can't really live your life like you used to, and then uh, you just got to be prepared to like be a hermit for like the next week or so. And needless to say, I was still sick, and you know the fact that I was exposed to somebody with COVID, I didn't have to go in the office. So that was really my big win of the week. Um, I didn't have to like leave the house at all, except the store trip. I don't remember. But either way, it's been a good week. We're, I'm feeling fine. I got like this little like nagging cough and a little congestion. But that could also be the fact that, like you said, Cody, our weather is changing like 40 fucking degrees a day every day. Yeah, I hate it. You know, it, it's always like this. At least around me, it's the fall and the spring. They're always like mm-hmm. Mother Nature just can't make up her damn mind. So um. Yes, it's obnoxious, obnoxious. <laughs> but. What isn't obnoxious, Cody, is, you know, obviously we got Perfect Blue to talk about, but Cody, we got some news, a little bit of news here to talk about. Um, I guess the first thing here, um, I, I, you, I don't think we mentioned it, but we might have, um, or you, you said you may have been talking to your roommate about it. Um, the, the, the showrunner for um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners has said there's not going to be another season. This was like a one and done type of situation, which I'm okay with. Absolutely. That is perfectly fine with me. Um, and it seemed like, I, I, I don't remember the source where I got this from, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it seemed like they were open to doing like another story set in Cyberpunk, but just not with these mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, and now that's absolutely just, fine, because yeah, we've now, told their story. Yeah, now I could just be talking out my ass, but I'm pretty sure I've read that somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not it was a reliable source, who knows? It's the internet. Um yeah, the story with our with our crew that we just met, like that story's been told mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, we're done. I don't. I have, there. There's nothing that that group needs to show me anymore. I, there's nothing. There's nothing to learn there anymore. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, also in the news, we had the the Death Note uh, Simpsons episode this past Sunday. Yeah. Chris, I, I set aside time to watch. Uh, you know. After the four o'clock Fox game, The Simpsons usually comes on, and you know I was mm-hmm. I was front and center, um, and I you know I enjoyed it. I, I usually watch I'll watch a couple minutes of The Simpsons before I'll, I'll like mm-hmm. you know, flip to something else or just you know go play a game or whatever I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. and this was good, man. This was damn good. It started off with like a Baba Duke uh, mm-hmm. portion of the episode because I guess. Treehouse of Horrors kind of does like a couple different sections each time, kind of. Yeah, it... they do like a little anthology style. Yeah, which I actually I really like VHS. Yeah, um, and it started off with the Baba Duke, which is a movie I'm I'm familiar with. I've seen that. Um, good movie. Yeah, and it was funny. A um, lot of lot of good laughs out of that, and then the Death Note section kicked off like the the middle part of the episode, and I was just like. Yeah. It was a damn good episode, Chris. I was, I was cracking up. Um, 
Unfortunately, well, and, and that's actually the only part of it I watched was the Death Note portion. I love how, like, uh, I, I I loved seeing like the classic Simpsons characters um, reimagined in this anime style. Like the uh, I, I forget what his name is. I guess what like Snake or whatever the the the, the thief who has like the tattoo who has like the the crazy like you know like the California voice and you know seeing Mister Burns who looks exactly the fucking same by the way. Mister Burns is the evil guy with the big nose, right? Yes, yeah, that's that's Homer's boss. Yeah, because Homer's enjoying whiskey with his boss like a good salary man. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, dude, yeah. every character that was redrawn or like reanimated, like it was just mm-hmm. it was just cool to see. Like, it's kind of crazy yeah. to think that they've been because I, I I'm not a big fan of like the, the Simpsons animation style. But like, mm-hmm. they're keeping it that way because they choose to. They can clearly make some. Yep. Like if they wanted to make the best anime we've seen, they probably could, and I wouldn't doubt them. Like they know what they're doing. Um, and it's, it's so weird to animation. me. And it's just weird to me. Like as I'm watching this, I'm like, Cody, the Simpsons have been on almost as long as I've been alive. Go the year I went into first grade was the year the Simpsons got their own ship. What was that like? Nineteen eighty eighty nine. That's older than yeah. me. That is older than me, yeah. folks. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they clearly know what they're doing. What they're doing. We got to see Lisa kind of take the reins as light. Um, yeah, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know, from the previews that we saw, I'd always kind of been wondering, like, all right, well, where's where's Bart's? Like, where's Bart Simpson at? Like, Bart's. <laughs> I'm thinking Final Fantasy. Oh, Chris. that's right. <laughs> you mean butts? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I was like, where's Bart at? And I was like, I bet they're going to save him for L. And sure enough, um, he was L. <laughs> Very interesting. I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool, though. Like, and, and they can they can tell a pretty good story. They, you know, they, they're good at telling a good story in like a very short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, we got like she found the book. She tested the mm-hmm. book, killed a couple people. Um, and then of, including, of course, Homer's boss. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was like the second one to go because they actually killed the robber first, then Mr. Burns. That's right. Like that's right, right there at the fucking kitchen table. Yeah, the guy who had the, the fucking cat, like at gunpoint. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it was just super cool to see. We even got like a re a re showing of like the. I don't think she said it, but like when light goes, I'll I take a chip and eat it. Like where he's just killing people left and right. Um. Like we even got like a reshot of that in Simpsons style. I don't know. It was just a cool episode. Like if you guys haven't yeah. seen it, definitely check it out. Um, I believe the Simpsons. Definitely one of those things. That if you're a fan of Death Note, or if you've seen Death Note, you'll you would have felt right at home. I, I can imagine maybe people who were watching The Simpsons had never seen it and may have been lost. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it was blowing up. I went to Twitter, you know, after watching it. Mm-hmm. And I mean it was like trending everywhere. Like it was. People were into it, and I mean. Yeah, and that's guys, awesome. If you guys haven't seen it, you can rewatch it on Hulu, right? I believe it's on Hulu. Yep. yep. And if you just want to watch the segment, you can actually just completely, you can just find, you know, pick it out on Hulu, but you can also just, like, watch the whole thing on YouTube as well. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yep. I think I'll probably go back and watch it again just to, you know, mm-hmm. just to recheck it out, because, I mean, it, it is a cool episode. Um but Yeah, that was that was my most excited, like, thing to watch this week, you know. My Steelers aren't doing good in football, so, you know, <laughs> the, the Simpsons was the highlight of my Sunday. Um, 
Outside of that, really, I don't think we have too much other anime news that really pertains to us. We got another another look at Near Automata, um, the anime mm-hmm. for that, um, which I'm not. I'm kind of just, I, I you know, I've I I'm already sold on it, so I don't need to really see anything else. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm kind of locked and loaded on all the stuff that I want to watch. Like I still need to watch Chainsaw Man. Like I tried watching some of the dub, uh, the subtitle of My Hero, but I was sick and. I don't want to read. I just want to listen at that point because I've read the manga, so I know what I know what's happening in the show. I just want to hear like the voices. I want to hear it like you know audio drama style versus having to read. And it's just like a right. So I could, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the news that we got this week. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. But with that being said, Cody, do we want to mention what won the poll before we dive into Perfect Blue? Because it shouldn't be a surprise of what won. Yeah, we absolutely can mention that. Um, <laughs> with 50% yeah. of the vote, Chris, uh, we have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Finally. Yes, Mike Tyson defeats all the infants in the boxing ring, and fucking <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist wins the vote. And I'm so excited. So excited. It's, it's, it's about time, right? Yeah, I think this is long past due. Um, I think yeah. we've not, we've nominated it once or twice, but it was with, like, other, like... Mm-hmm. I think it lost to, like, Demon Slayer and maybe, like, one other. Which uh-huh. is, you know, it's kind of to be expected. It's like, those are the big shows. I think it, I think yeah, it also lost to Cyberpunk, which, I mean... Yeah. Again, yeah. It, it might have also been Jujutsu Kaisen that it lost to as well. I don't remember. But, uh, again, these are, these are animes that, like, these are the big ones right now. So it's, I imagine, an older... Even though it's Again, I still think it's the most perfect anime ever made, and we can already probably just go ahead and throw it up on my number one, you know, in my number one spot right now. Um, yeah. But I think, in terms of like what is the best anime, I think it is. Yeah, just pound pound for pound. I think it, it's. I I would dare call it like a just the perfect desert island anime. Like if you could only have one anime for the rest of your life to watch. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is that one. It's it literally has everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely looking forward to that. We're gonna break that down probably into six weeks. We think. Um, yeah. And there may be a break in between because you know we are. This is gonna probably take us right through the end of the year. But with Thanksgivings and Friendsgivings, like you had said, Cody, you know, holidays are right around the corner. You know, my wife and I don't really do much for Christmas. Um, we're actually, we, we've kind of, <laughs> not to go off on another tangent, but we're not really doing anything for Thanksgiving this year either. because We just don't want to travel because literally next Friday, we're going to Ohio for her grandfather's, um, I want to say that it's actually her last living grandfather, uh, his like 90 some odd birthday. So and we haven't seen them since pre, you know, pre pandemic. So we're doing that for like the whole weekend then like the following week is Thanksgiving and it's like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to eat a turkey sandwich, watch Dutch and hang myself in the toilet. That's really <laughs> all I want to do on Thanksgiving. Um there's nothing wrong with so, that. You guys have done plenty of I feel like you guys have traveled a lot as of late. Yeah. Well I mean yeah, and even this weekend I'm I mean, well, I'm going to North Carolina this weekend to go play cards and shit. So it's like I, I'm done. Yeah, you're ready to sit at home and just <laughs> Just chill. No, I, I I can't blame you there. But yeah, well, it'll probably honestly take us, like you said, to the new year. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I guess I guess I went off on that tangent, didn't say anything. There may be a week or two in between where we throw a movie in there just to all right, we need to throw something on and we won't have we just won't have time to watch twelve episodes of anime and live our life, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um and so we'll we'll let you guys know when those breaks will be, be coming. Um yeah. O- outside of that, Full Metal Alchemist, I don't I think I need to tell you where you can watch it at because it's Fucking available. Fucking everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and of course, we're watching Brotherhood. I, I did uh, just say Full Metal Alchemist yes. and not not the uh, the last word there because key importance there. Um, yes. Nothing. You you honestly, but if 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 all you had was the original, I mean, the pacing isn't the same. There's a lot missing from the story, but it's still good. Like regular FMA is still good, but Brotherhood is just like it's like. It's like having, you know, it reminds me of an old Tom Segura joke. It's like the first time you ever had cheese on broccoli. That's Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like like you said, the original well, is also fantastic. I probably would have that in, like, my top, mm-hmm. I don't know, 15 anime of all time, honestly. Like, yeah. the original one is also fantastic and spawned, you know. Yeah, it's better than like sixty percent of what we've watched. Oh yeah, and I mean, it spawned you know video games and card games yep. and all. I mean, just all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So, um, concur. Yeah, that's what we'll be watching um, going forward from now. Um, but today, Chris, we are here to talk about, like you said at the top of this thing, Perfect Blue. Oh man, so good, so good, and perfect for this time of year too. Like, cause it's not so much horror as it is more again psychological thriller. When you know the 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 tagline is it, it kind of bur- blurs the lines between what's fantasy and what's reality, and this movie does a really good job of that. And like you have like if, if you're not paying attention you can lose track or even you yourself as the viewer kind of gets sucked into like, okay, what is actually happening? Who, who is she? Is she really an actress? Is she just a fucking crazy person who's lost it? Is she a mental patient? Like this, this movie is put together so well that it does leave you guessing up until the end. Like the last, like the, the last like segment um, where, you know, she goes toe to toe with the killer. You're just like, Oh, man, what a ride. And you're just like, the whole time you're like, oh man, I thought I was losing my fucking mind the whole time. Yeah, there were definitely moments where I was like, is this real? Is this part of the dream sequence? Like, um, and and yeah. until you get to the end, like you said, it, it's it's a ride. Um, you're, you're, on the, you're on the edge of your seat just like, okay, what's real? What's not? What's happening? Who's this person? Why is she acting like this? Is, is she like stuck in a Groundhog's Day type of thing? You know what I mean? Like there's some weird shit happening, but it's so well done. And Cody, let's just do a real quick tale of the tape here. Of course, you know, this is Perfect Blue directed by Satoshi Khan. I'm probably saying that wrong. Khan, Khan, whatever. Um, it is based on a novel from like 1991, or either 91 or 94. Um, called Perfect Blue, Kansen Hentai. There you go, Cody. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> now we're talking your language. No, but um, but really the overarching plot of the movie, Cody. We follow a girl named uh, Mima. I say it's Mima. I, I keep wanting to say Mina, but I'm pretty sure it's me. Yeah, it's Mima. She makes a transition from being, you know, like part of this pop idol group. You know, she's part of YRP. You know what I mean? She's part of that group. Um, but she's rated, she's transitioning into the world of acting and 
if we know anything from, you know, real life, there are some crazy fucking fans out there, Cody. There are crazy people who idolize these celebrities and will literally do anything to be a part of their life. And this this is what really happens in this movie to the nth degree. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we kind of we you know just jumping right into our opening scene, Chris. We're we're at a Cham concert, which is the the three piece. Yeah, which is what ba- do <laughs> it's just YRP from Final Fantasy X two. For those of you guys that know, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, they're a, they are a. What am I? What am I? Yeah, they're, just, they're, just, they're just a pop, pop idol group. They're they're like a girl band. They're like uh, they're like, like uh, the Spice oh, Girls. No. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Spice Girls. Uh, what was another one? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there were any other ones. There, there were. I know there were. The, I just can't think of their names. The Pussycat Dolls. Um, Pussycat Dolls. Yes, yes. Now you're cooking, Cody. Now you're now you're cooking with gas. Yeah, you guys. You guys catch our drift. Um, yeah, that that's literally what they are. But just it's three of them, and this is like. I don't want to say like, not necessarily a. Well, it's a farewell show for Mima. Yeah, she kind of drops the bomb on the crowd that, hey, I'm gonna be uh, leaving Cham and aspiring to be an, an actress. Um, uh-huh. And Chris, we get our first glimpse of uh, this like guy that sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> this guy who is clearly like a stalker. Um, yeah, we come yeah, to know him. Definitely... As, he, we wow. come to know him as Me Mania, um, but this guy is just like, <laughs> "What's he gonna do, brother?" When Me Mania runs wild, that's that's all I was thinking the whole time. Like when they're showing pan shots of the crowd, I'm like, "Okay, that guy is not. He is up to no good. Clearly, like this guy looks. <laughs> Chris is he's like so. Some... Anna, he's different. <laughs> like, and I, <laughs> I don't mean to be mean to the guy, but. <laughs> He looks like something out of Wrong Turn. Like <laughs> they anim- they animate him so like they make him look very like deformed and yeah. ugly. Like I feel like that's purposeful. So we we the viewer as they're panning across the crowd can pick him out. Yeah, and it seems like they de- they definitely did it purposely. But like I don't know, Chris. The the only thing I have. And I don't even think it's a gripe. I think they did it on purpose, but animation-wise, like him and uh, the agent lady, Rumi, like oh, Rumi, yeah, their eyes are so far apart. They, they look all, like hammerhead sharks. Yeah, compared to all of the other characters in this show, and I'm just like, and of course, of so course, now that we know, you know, they end up being the bad people. Um, so that almost makes me wonder if that was done purposefully. I'd have to go back yeah, and rewatch it. I wonder if there's it. more layers to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd have to go back and check and see if there's more people, more like characters that are drawn like that. But obviously, these well, two being like the two quote-unquote villains, like mm-hmm. maybe they were just meant to look like hammerhead sharks. I don't know. Uh, but I was, I, I was trying to hold it together while looking at this guy because Chrissy is just oh man. It reminded me of one of the 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 family members the cannibals in, in, the cannibals in wrong turn. wrong turn yeah like I oh was yeah like, i was like that's the guy from wrong turn for sure um yeah yeah she, but, uh, dropped, she drops the bomb on mm-hmm. that she is leaving the group to pursue uh an acting career and that causes a little 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 tussle in the crowd cody we got ourselves a little fight here and it kind of hurts mima's feelings that uh that the crowd's fighting and she's like, I just wanted to, I wanted to be able to celebrate with all of you. 
Yeah, she definitely thought that they were going to embrace this, you know, this new career for her, and they were not having it. Yeah, and so, yeah, a lot of them aren't, because, and we find, and we also learn quickly here, kind, I don't necessarily kind of why, but her clean-cut image, which, by the way, I mean, I mean, how clean-cut are we? We're rocking, like, made outfits, you know, the, the tech classic Japanese, like, you know, we're rocking the thigh highs, we're rocking the short skirts, like, we're, we're, we're looking very, very steamy and sultry, so I don't know how, how clean-cut we're talking here, but we're, we're talking going from doing just upbeat pop music to she's getting into some pretty gritty acting here almost right off the bat she's in like a like a cop drama where she plays well you know you you realize what her role is as the as the show or movie or whatever it is unfolds but Cody, she she's not she's not doing really clean cut things in this show or movie that she's in. Yeah, and and you know, it's it starts with I think she has this first like one line role on the show. Uh, yeah, like like a little walk on role. Yeah, and while while she's acting that out, um I believe it's her agent is Kodokoro, the guy, uh, cuz you have yeah. Rumi's her manager and then he's the agent, I believe is how it works. Um Yep. But they're always kind of like with her pretty much throughout the majority of this movie. Um but he comes mm-hmm. in you know, we're just checking in to see how the scene went and all this stuff. And he's got fan letters. He's got a bunch for, like, you know, the famous girl on the show. And then he's got one for Mima as well. Mm-hmm. And he goes to open it because she's about to act out her scene, Chris. And this this letter explodes. And I thought it, like, yep. killed him. Because, like, the way he drops to the ground and, like, his throat's mm-hmm. all bloody. I'm like, is he he's dead. Like, yeah, but it, like, just kind of fucked his hand up a little bit, it looked like. Yeah, it was just like a couple firecrackers or something. Um, and a little like, cherry bomb action. Yeah, yeah, but it was just like a, a warning, almost like the next one will be real. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we we start to get that sense of unease. Like, okay, there's clearly the fans that are upset that she left the group. Mm-hmm. And they're, they are taking it a little too far. And, you know, we see throughout the movie, yes. like, we see, like, groups of their, the, the pop fans, fans, kind of, like, talking about mm-hmm. her and, like, Discussing, you know, oh, we like the other girls better, blah, blah, blah. Just like in passing, we hear this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but somebody's clearly taking it too far. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and and it only gets worse, Cody, because we have the um, the next. I want to say she gets she gets more more screen time on the show, which lead or this movie, which leads to uh, her being the victim of a rape scene. Yeah, where she's. I don't know if she's like supposed to be like a dancer or a stripper or what they're what they're exactly portraying her as. Because when I first watched it, I thought she was supposed to be like it seemed like it was almost like a soap opera, like an ongoing thing. But mm-hmm. I, I guess it's more of like an adult drama, like you said, like a, like yeah. a crime drama. Um, and yeah, she is. She. Yeah, it's called Double Bind. Is the name of the drama that she is an actress in. And she, she secures, you know, more and more screen time, and she gets this part where there's going to be a rape scene, which, and like, which by the way, like, because because is the one who's like, you know, he's the one who's like lobbying and trying to get her a bigger role in this show. Where Rumi's like, I don't know, man. Like, this is such a far departure from what she was. Like, just objects to it completely. 
but you know, Mima wants to do it. She, she you know, she wants she because she even says like when she accepts, she's like, look, it's not like it's real, you know. And this right. is some something that sometimes actors have to go through. You know, this will open a lot of doors for me. And Tony, I'll be the first to say that this 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 scene's it's kind of hard to watch. It's a little disturbing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even with like you know, it's not real. Um, and even like the other actor that's like on top of her doing doing the motions. Um, because they cut like multiple times throughout the scene, you know. Yeah, which I think I think that made it worse. Is like the director's like go faster, and I'm like, okay, dude, come on. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. We got. Well, um, and even like the other actor that's like doing the the raping scene. Um, he's uh-huh. even like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for this. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like a, it's an uncomfortable scene to watch. Um, and I I knew that there was a scene in this movie that. I had heard that was like kind of hard to watch, and this clearly is that scene. Um, yeah, but you know, we get past that. Obviously, they're just acting it out. Um, yeah, and this... Rumi actually, like, while it's going on, like Rumi like gets up and walks walks out of the room. Yeah, she's while like, it's happening, she's in tears. I mean, even Tadakoro, her agent, is like he's struggling he's, to like, he's like watch. Fuck. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, it it is a tough scene to watch, like like we mentioned. Um, but this causes. What? A very like this causes a ripple effect in in the fan base. I I would say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of people that do not like the the drastic change. And Cody, because this uh this this very drastic um thing, Cody, we the the screenwriter from this uh from this drama uh gets fucking murdered. By the way. Yeah. He gets murdered and. You know, now we now of course, um Mima seems to be the only one that's like connecting the dots here, which is I found really weird. She mm-hmm. she's she's in like Tadaroko or Tadakoro's like car driving to wherever. Um mm-hmm. and she's like, Well first we had the letter and now we have the screenwriter gets murdered and he's like, Oh, those couldn't be related. I'm like, What what are you what fucking are you talking talk? about, brother? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh and then Chris, this is kind of where Mima begins seeing like this this alternate reflection of her of herself, which is yeah. This, this rape scene has clearly left her kind of troubled as well. Yeah, and because um she starts seeing all is not well in Denmark. Yeah, she starts seeing like her reflection of herself in the you know the 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 pop idol outfits and like claiming to be the real her and all this stuff mm-hmm. and like you know it's this is shit starts fucking with her head, man. It's like. I don't know. It, yeah, it's like, weird. It's like her... I don't even know if, like, alter ego would be a way to describe it, but, like, they're like, oh, you should have you should have never left the group. You know, I'm the real Mima. You're just a fraud. You know, all this kind of stuff. Like, it's just... She's got mm-hmm. that going on, plus she's got the, the letter, and then she comes across this, this website, um, which is oh, essentially... Mima's room. Yeah, called Mima's room. Like, this is, like just the start of the internet like she had just got a computer and Rumi helped set it up um and meme and you can basically make websites for old free. ass apple computer she's got yeah she got this old ass fucking just box computer monitor and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, i love she, it she comes across this site called mima's room which is basically like somebody almost writing a diary kind of from her perspective and like they know way too much. Like they know, like what kind of yeah. milk she bought at the store, what she feeds her fish. Like 
So it's, uh-huh. it's she's obviously creeped out by that, and then you have the screenwriter gets killed, and you know the letters, and it's like she's she's being stalked essentially, and you know she's and with her like seeing things, you you start this is as it goes through this like whatever psychosis she's suffering from, you actually start to you the viewer start to wonder like okay is she really in this movie or is like the movie real and you know it it gets really wild from here yeah they kind of try to put you in her almost in her Uh perspective in in a certain way like to where you you're you're like wait what's going on like that actually just happened like she'll wake up and then she'll be doing a scene and then next thing you know she'll wake up and it's like wait what was that was that not to mention not to mention, Cody, during this while she's acting out this movie, she also does a full frontal, like, nude photo shoot. Yeah, okay, and that, that that is when I started to get confused as to what, if it was real or not. Because, like, uh-huh. it starts off as, like, a regular photo shoot, and, and, like, the camera guy's just like, all right, now take that off, now take that off, and now, you know, next thing you know, she's, she is stripped down and doing, like, like a like a centerfold scene. Like I'm like, wait, what is this part real? Um and apparently that is real. Um Yes. Cause that leads to the fucking photographer getting killed. Yeah, and you can tell that like the more things that she does that are, you know, against like this quote unquote perfect image, the more that this stalker mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call him um kinda fights back against it. And you know, like we see like we see uh, Me Mania, the, the goofy-looking guy. He uh, he like goes to like the book stands and like the magazine shops and like buys all up all of these magazines with her, her like feature in it, just to prevent it yep. from getting out there. And it seems like I, I, it seems like she's Mima's pissed off also, mm. at, but she's the one that agreed to do these photos so i don't i don't understand why she's mad unless it's just part of that psychosis that she's going through. i think she's i think she's just losing her mind like her life has been completely you know flipped upside down and, and again this is where it gets a little weird like you don't know what's happening like you don't know if she's losing her mind and just trying to get by because you start to see you know later on that 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 rape scene really did get to her and right. you know she i don't know she just starts like kind of doubting herself as well um, and it really kind of comes to a head. Like I said, the person who did the photography ends up getting killed, but we don't know if it was her or somebody else that did it. Yeah. Cause we see like he orders a pizza and the pizza man like stabs the shit out of him, but it looks like her in like a, like a, he stabs him in the dick, by the way, yeah, like, or, yeah. No. or with an ice pick. No the, way he was, the way he was acting during that photo shoot, he probably deserved it. Um, oh, absolutely. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> He was licking his chops, sweating, and I was like, "Oh, oh he sure was um, sweating like like a Coca Cola bottle at a picnic." <laughs> but the uh, the pizza delivery girl looks like Emma, and so we're like, "Okay, was that her?" Uh-huh. And then, of course, you know, all the, like we find out about the photographer getting murdered, and the agent calls her, and he's like, "Hey, stay there, I'm coming to get you." And she's like, "All right," and goes to get dressed, Chris, and we find this bag of clothes, which are like. It's the pizza mm-hmm. get up. It's the pizza delivery guy. It's yeah. It's covered in blood, and it's like now she's like, "Did I do this?" You I know? like the idea of calling it the pizza get up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, like, you know, we just get to see like her, like mentally, just 
and like falling apart for lack of a better term. Like she is just mm-hmm. can't figure out like what's going on. Did she commit these murders? She starts questioning everything. We as the viewer are seeing the same kind of things. Like, of course, we also have like the alter ego that's like almost like egging her on in a way. Um, and like she, she has like this crazy moment where like she's literally chasing this phantom alter ego through this like was it a police station, hospital, wherever it is she's was, at. Uh, it was actually so the other the two studio? Girls, the other two girls that were in Cham. That's they were doing like an interview. Yeah, they're doing like this like little like radio show, almost like a podcast, really. Um mm-hmm. but then she sees the real, you know, the 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 fake her that's calling herself the real her. Or, you like know, sitting skipping, in there with them. Yeah, and go skipping through the studio and she goes chasing after mm-hmm. them and um I can't remember it. Is it when she's chasing after a fake version of her that we start to see that it's Rumi. Is that when we start to see that? No, we don't. We don't realize it's Rumi, Cody, because that, that until we know that it's Rumi. Um, because after after oh. they finish wrapping the uh, after they That's finish right. shooting the uh, the the double bind, the 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 crazy guy actually catches up to her. That's right. Um, That's right. And yeah. is, basically getting ready to rape her because he has like, he basically this me mania guy had gotten an email saying uh, an email from the real Mima to basically kill the imposter, which is our girl now who is doing full frontal photo shoots and getting raped on camera, you know, you know, not the clean cut pop idol that we all know. So he catches up with her and attempts to like kill her, but she fucking it's hammer time, Cody. And she fucking cracks him upside his goddamn noggin. That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting. You know, it's it's it gets confusing. Like I said, for the viewer, even it, um, it does. It really, really does. Yeah, she she knocks him unconscious with the hammer. Um, and r- this is when Rumi comes like to the rescue, and yep. you know, and takes, she wakes up in her room, or she wakes up in her what she thinks is her own room. Yeah, but it turns out this is a room that is in Rumi's home. That's basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it looks a lot alike. Um. And now it turns out, Chris, we, we get the big reveal that Rumi is the actual one that's behind this Mima's Room website and murders yep. and, and all yep. of it. And Mima, Rumi killed the fucking, the guy who raped her because uh, Mima actually tries to call, uh, to, what's his uh, name, fucking uh, Takadoro, uh, Tadakoro, tries to call him, but he's dead in the back room as well with the fucking, uh, with the me mania guy. So, so Rumi's so- killed both of them. To get Rumi alone, or to get Mima alone. Yeah, they kind of they kind of threw us off with the Me Mania guy. Obviously, he was up to yep. no good, also. Um, but he was very easily manipulated. Yeah, but he was almost like, like we thought he was going to be the culprit, but it was almost too easy to to think that he was going to be the bad guy. He knew there had to be somebody else behind it, and sure enough, it was Rumi the whole time. And like, cause like Rumi, cause apparently Rumi was also like a former pop idol. And I guess she maybe saw Mima, like Mima in herself because like she wanted to be Mima. Cause at the end, like she almost, she took on a personality of being Mima, like, and she's just straight up trying to kill Mima at this point. Like, and I like how the animation, like you'll see Rumi, like, 
dressed in like the full you know Mima outfit, but like in, you'll see her, but in the mirror you'll see like it's Mima. You know, it's just really really cool animation here. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we you kind of look back at at parts in the movie like she was the one that was like, "Don't do this scene. Don't take these photos. Don't do that." Like she was trying to protect this image of Mima and. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now, of course, like you said, she's trying to kill her. Um, and, you know, near, nearly does, um, but they eventually get chased down. I want to say it's like in, like, this alleyway thing where, like, a window breaks or a mirror breaks, whatever whatever the case is. There's a, there's a piece of glass, and I can't remember. Mima, or Rumi falls onto the piece of glass, but I can't remember. Yeah, like, yeah because... Cause... Because Mima knocks the wig off of her that makes her like, oh, my, my wig's off. I'm, I'm not, I can't be Mima without my, you know, my hair. That's and it is. causes her to, like, to reach for the wig and she falls over and, like, cuts her, like, like basically impales herself on this broken glass and stumbles out into the street and Cody is about to get fucking blasted by a box truck before Mima actually shoulder tackles her and they both fall out into the street. Like, they don't get hit. But, um, yeah, she actually like, saves her. actually saves her life, yeah. Yeah, and then we kind of we we jump forward, we get a little bit of a time skip and mm-hmm. we see Mima who, you know, now is a pretty successful actress is visiting mm-hmm. um Rumi in this like mental institution. Um who still has like these mental breaks where she still thinks she's Mima from time to time. Yeah, she still thinks she's a pop idol. Um it's wild, uh, and and then we get like you know like the final scene of the show is like um, the two nurses outside are like uh, she must be a, like a lookalike that must not be the real Mima, you know Kirigo, um, and then of course mm-hmm. she does the the iconic like look in the rearview mirror. No, I'm real. Um, right. And movie ends. Um, uh, roll credits. Yeah, just a kind of just a crazy like I don't know. <laughs> it definitely a, a a damn good movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought we were here for it. Yeah, it was. It got a little bit tough to follow because there was a couple scenes where it was like she just kept waking up, and you, know, you were like, "Is this part real? Is she dreaming?" Um, but that's you know that's all what they're what they're trying to what they're trying to show us really. This is all part of the director's plan. Um, yep. Yeah, man, super it was solid. Good. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd always heard good things about this movie. This is obviously. This is my first time seeing it. Um, oh you know, man! You see it on like every top like movie, top animated movie list, pretty much mm-hmm. ever. Um, there, there's some things that I read like here on the wiki page that it supposedly mm-hmm. like had inspiration for um, Black Swan, which I think you mentioned last week. Yeah, you, you mentioned something about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I did, I did a little bit more research on it, and that's. Black Swan is directed by Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of, well, first off, he declined that this inspired Black Swan, um, which I've never seen Black Swan, but it seems like this definitely ins- was inspired by it. Um, and he actually, in his other psychological drama called Requiem for a Dream, there's actually a scene. It's a weird movie. Yeah, I've never seen either of those movies, unfortunately. Um but in that movie, he actually recreates a scene from Perfect Blue. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then I, I just thought it was weird that he declined that this movie helped inspire 
um, Black Swan. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like, was, look, we get it. It's like I don't know why he was like ashamed of the inspirations. Like, there's nothing. Like, you didn't copy paste. It's not yeah, like you did like, anything wrong. It's like it's okay to be like, yeah, this inspired my movie. You don't owe them any royalties or anything. Like, yeah, it's a it's a good thing to take inspiration from. It's not like it sucked. Yeah, like, and that's almost an honor for the for the other creators. So I don't know why he went about saying that, but and you yeah. know, of course, I'm going off Wikipedia, so I don't know how exactly. If this was accurate or not, but um, mm-hmm. and I again, I've never seen Requiem for Dream or Black Swan, but I know Black Swan is like one of the like just a huge movie. I'm pretty sure the actress won like Actress of the Year, you know, all that stuff made millions and millions oh, yeah. of dollars. Um, mm-hmm. is that Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis were both in that movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I again, I've just never seen it, unfortunately. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream is a wild, like drug fueled. That's one that I never watched sober, Cody. I was always usually <laughs> fucking three sheets in the wind when that movie would be put on. You know, when it would be put into the PlayStation Two to be watched. So <laughs> it's a great weird like background movie to watch. I'll have to add, but it, to it my... is weird. I'll have to add it to my watch list. Eventually, I'll get to it. Um... Yeah, like, I put that movie in... If you want, like, weird background movies to watch, like, that one's... That one, Memento, and Waking Life are the three, like, weird movies to put, like, on in the background. Okay, I'll keep Those are my three... That's my trio of weird (laughs) background movies. Yeah, I'll I'll keep that in mind. You know, I'll have to watch them once through and actually try to pay attention, but... You've never seen any of those? Never seen any of those, no. Or Black Holy fuck! Wow, Cody, you've got homework this week, sir. Yeah, Chris, honestly, I'm trying to expand my horizon on things I've seen. The problem is I always just go back to rewatching, like, you know, Full Malcolm's Brotherhood. Oh, no, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I recommend starting with Memento. Start with Memento. Memento, okay. And I've also. That's actually a really good movie. And I've also heard even from this same director that made. Perfect Blue, which is uh, Satoshi Kon, um, uh-huh. that he has, I, I believe he made Paprika as well. Yes. Which is another yep. movie that I've always seen on like, you know, like the top mm-hmm. 50 anime movies list. So I'll, I'll probably throw that on a future poll. Um, Almost certainly. Most certainly. Just because I heard it's like another, you know, psychological, fucks with your head a little bit movie. Um, yeah, like I've seen bits and pieces. I've never actually sat down to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I think when I search for Perfect Blue, on Prime, Paprika was like the. Oh, if you watch this, yep. you would like this. Um, like the suggestion. Um, I'll, I'll definitely throw that on a future poll. Um, but yeah, Perfect Absolutely. Blue was just solid. Like it was super solid. Yeah. Really enjoyed the movie. Although there is obviously the hard to watch scene, but I mean, outside of that, it's just a good psychological thriller. Yeah, just a good movie. I, I would definitely, I agree with you there. That the the rape scene can be a trigger warning for it's you know trigger warning for some people there. It's it is a little tough to watch, and it does go on I think a little longer than it needs to. But I also do think that the scene makes sense because it definitely is where the the film kind of opens up. Yeah. Now, Chris, with all but, that with all that being said. Um, where mm-hmm. where do you want to put this on your on your ranking list? I can send you <laughs> your list if you need it. Yeah, please do because I've got like an older list, and I'm just like, man, I'm trying to think because like it it's gonna be up high. I just don't know how high. 
me ignore the numbers on this list, Chris. Okay. Because they're it's a bit all over the place. Um, oh, that's all right. I just need the all I need is really the the the, the words really is all I need. There you go. I posted it in our chat. Let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna start correcting some wrong. of these numbers while you debate where to put that. Yeah, this is tough. Ignore this one might have ignore to your go. three number fifteens. <laughs> yes, this one. You know, Cody. I think I know where it's going. This one might actually be my new number six. Number six. Okay, so it will be. Yeah. Um, right under bloodlust and right above Spriggan. Okay. It's pretty high. That that is. Yeah, like this movie is very, very good. Um, I don't know, like it's just a great, it's just a great dark thriller, man. And I love, I love mysteries. I love thrillers. I love movies that keep me on the edge of my seat until the very end. And this, if if people like that kind, if people like those kind of movies, you'll be right at home here. Yeah, I agree. It definitely keeps you keeps you watching because. I don't know. I think if this was any other movie, because uh, I watched this last night, I think I would have just passed mm-hmm. out and fall asleep. Because like, I wouldn't like mm-hmm. if I wasn't like, you know, super invested in like what's happening. Um, yeah. And this movie definitely keeps you invested. Um, yeah, most certainly. That'll be your new number. You said number six. So it'll be number oh, six. Yep. Okay. Add that in here. This is our thirty-eighth movie. Man, oh man! We've covered a lot of films here, Chris. We can almost make we our own top 50 list here soon. We could, we could, and uh, I could literally just cut everything from bubble and below just out of my life, now which me. includes, unfortunately, My Hero Academia World Mission. I just hated that movie so much, Cody. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. Now, looking at the list, uh, this is tough to place. I, I thought it was going to be a top 10 for me, but I don't think it is looking at my list now. Um, mm-hmm. There's just too many good... Too many good movies we've covered. Um, and I think this is going to be my new number 13. Um, That's still a damn good good place to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's under Mugen Train, Silent Voice, Princess Mononoke. Like, mm-hmm. These are like... like It's it's in good company up there. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I really do. I like... Just a, just a great movie. It's not something that you'd want to watch, like, consistently. Uh, it, it almost shares, like, the, the cinema... Fireflies. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. It's like Grave of the Fireflies. That's it's funny. Like, like it's a great movie, but like you don't want to like like it like Grave of the Fireflies. You don't want to watch these kids die. You don't want to watch this girl this rape scene. Like it's yeah. You don't want to watch this girl go through all this bullshit and watch these people die. Whereas like Ninja Scroll, I could watch that a thousand times. Like <laughs> exactly. And I'm and I won't be emotionally like that was hard to watch. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Which might skew my my ranking a little bit, but yeah, it's gonna be my thirteen number thirteen in my list, just above Eight Man After and just below Mugen Train. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a watch if you haven't seen it. Definitely check it out. Yeah, it definitely gets the old fucking six pack of approval here on Shonen and Suds. That's for sure. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out some more of uh, Satoshi Kon's work because I believe this was the first his that we've checked out. Um, obviously, Paprika. Yeah, Seems to be like the one that is like, like on the same level or you know, as perfect blue. So it's definitely something that I will put on our on our suggestions list. Yeah, maybe when we uh, maybe you know, maybe when we take a little you know a little holiday break, maybe that's one of the ones we'll uh, maybe Paprika is one of the ones we'll watch. 
Oh, absolutely. And if we do a, if we do a poll, it'll definitely be one. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that that covers that. That's what we got for Perfect Blue. Obviously, uh, you know, going into next week, we'll be starting Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's our first. I feel like this is our first long show in a while. Like it. Yeah, I, I don't even think I'm trying to remember. Like the uh, you know, my hero is probably the longest thing we've covered thus far. But we had the uh, we had the luxury of watching seasons as they came out. Um, whereas this this show is out, it's over, it's done. We're we're going to be buckling up for all sixty four episodes. That's all right, Chris, because it's arguably the greatest anime of all time. So <laughs> yeah, and I'm already buckled in. We could just dive right into it right now. So on the next episode of Shonen and Suds. Yeah, we can. All right. So the first episode's a filler, and we get the worst anime line of all time, where the the, the free, water, water freezes, freezes water, water boils. <laughs> Either way, you're just yeah. as dead. That's. Uh, that's right. God, it's the worst line I've ever heard, but still a fantastic episode. But yeah, <laughs> next week right. on Shonen and Suds. <laughs> That's right. We're we're giving you we're giving you a preview of our only gripe about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Exactly. Yeah. Ironically, starts off with a filler episode, but it's more of like a. It doesn't feel okay. like a filler episode. It feels like a reintroduction of characters and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that they just bring my man Alex Louise Armstrong. My Louise Armstrong, my character brother, dude. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Um, so, guys, be sure to watch the first twelve episodes. Right, twelve. We're doing twelve. Yep, we're doing. We're doing. Do we? Oh man, I almost feel like we should do the first thirteen because episode thirteen is the one where. Oh no, no, it's episode ten. Okay, never mind. Yeah, let's do the first twelve. Because I'll, I'll need a minute. To, I'll need a minute to talk about episode ten. Wait, Chris, hold on. Our math is wrong. Okay. Math, me, daddy. Sixty-four. What is sixty-four divided by four? That's too many. Sixty-four divided by four. Well, sixty-four divided by five is twelve point uh-huh. eight. So we could do. How do we want to do it? Do we want to do? 13 I'm at okay the with ends, just doing our 12s at the ends. Uh, I'm okay with doing 13 up front. I'm okay with doing 12s at the end. Okay, so because can, the more do, full metal I get to watch, the better. Because we can do 13, 13, 12, 12, 12. I think is what it. That sounds great. That sounds you know, I'm perfect. No, I'm no math ace, Chris, and I've been drinking. So um. <laughs> <laughs> you get that crisp apple in you, and just oh yeah. So we'll we, do, we need KP on the numbers quick. Yeah, we'll do 13 episodes next week so um be sure to catch you know watch along with us guys you can find full metal alchemist brotherhood literally anywhere it's on every streaming service i think um yep it's on hulu it's on amazon i think it's on i think it was on netflix for a while um i think it's on like fucking hbo max i think it's yeah. literally everywhere yeah i chris i own it on my playstation 3 <laughs> see there you go um but yeah, that is, that's what we're going to be covering next week, guys. Uh, be sure to, you know, if you guys want to participate in our polls and our votes and all that stuff. Polls and votes are the same thing. I'm so sorry. Um, but you can head over to our Twitter page, at Shonen Insights. Be sure to drop us a follow there. Um, yeah, watch Full Metal Alchemist because it's a great show. It's the best. It's the absolute best. Like, honestly, I, I don't think 
I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you haven't watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood like that, unless you're like brand new to anime and you just don't know about it, or you know about it and you just haven't watched it. Now is the time to watch it. It is, it is perfect. Like I'm, all, I'm already ready to put it on my number at my number one spot. Yeah, yeah, it, it is that good. Um, yeah, yeah. Watch along and, with us if you, know, you haven't seen it. Watch I'm, along with us, two drunk guys, as we. Rant and rave about it, <laughs> dude. And I can't wait. And Cody, you have to refresh me. Um, Castlevania is still my number one, correct? Let me pull up. I'm like 99 percent certain that Castlevania is still up there as my number one. Uh, your yeah. So your top? No, no, no. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yes, yeah, Cyberpunk is my number one. Man, Cyberpunk had a short-lived reign at number one. <laughs> Old Fullmetal Alchemist is coming for the straps. Um, he is. He's, he's fucking his Dolph Ziggler coming to cash in <laughs> that money in the bank, baby. He's doing it. Chris, I can't think of a better way to end the podcast on than that right there. <laughs> Dude, there it is. There it is. He's coming to get the strap and fuck your wife. He's here to show the world. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm mm-hmm. Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you so much for listening. As always, we will see you next time. Dude, fucking Edward Elric's is going to hit a fucking zigzag on David Martinez. That's going to be it. It's going to be it. <laughs>